It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network, 305th episode. My name's Sam Ekstrom. The co-host is Sage Rosenfels. Sage, I've been on vacation. I have been in the great city of Las Vegas up until last night, my first time there. And I was watchful for any uh, questionable activities going on involving any NFL players or Vikings players. And I did not find any. So I think the Vikings uh, stayed out of trouble during their bye week. Yeah, Vegas is one of those places where uh, players go sometimes during the bye week and then many times right after the season, whether it's end of the regular season or as soon as you lose in the playoffs, it seems like Las Vegas is this place uh, that a lot of players just like to go and get away uh, or whatever. So um, anyway, how was your trip? How was the weather out there? Weather was generally good. Um, Daytime, about 72, 73, low 70s, nighttime, dipping down sort of high 50s. I could have stood maybe another 10 degrees daytime and nighttime. It would have made the the nights definitely a lot better, and it would have made the pool a little bit more enjoyable, but otherwise very sunny, pretty comfortable. It's quite a city. I had not been there before. It's huge. It's bright. It is thirsty. I uh, saw a good show, went to Cirque du Soleil at the Bellagio, which was very, very incredible. Have you ever seen one of those Cirque du Soleil shows? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. I saw one that was involved with water. I think it was just called O or something that was like it. that. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen two or three, I believe, You know, over the years. So I haven't been to Vegas in a long time. I think when, people don't realize that Vegas is not a pool destination city. For about five or so months out of the year, it is it is chilly in the uh, late fall and winter time. Yep, I think if we'd been there about a week earlier, it would have been in the 80s, and that would have been perfect. But I uh, can't complain; it was still a great trip. Um, I'm glad I wasn't in the sports book last night. I was in the air, but I don't know if you read the articles about all the bad beats that that Monday Night Football has had this season. But it was one of those deals where the the meaningless last second touchdown swung the over under from from under to over. Um, even though it was totally inconsequential. And that's happened two or three times this year where a, a late touchdown has ruined it for a lot of the bettors. That's Vegas. You become more conscientious of that stuff when you start seeing the people betting on it, and it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's of all the things to pay attention to, gambling on NFL games is is about the bottom of my list. So I, I was watching I was watching the game pretty intently last night because I think just like everybody else, I wanted to see you know Brett Hundley and you know see – uh, what life after you know Aaron Rodgers you know sort of you know looks like right now and to be honest with you I wasn't unimpressed by Hunley I don't think he played bad I just think that the Packers aren't very good we've been talking about it all year uh, I I thought last night's game was more of a you know showcase for Ted Thompson you know who's who's the better GM Ted Thompson or Rick Spielman uh, you know, you look at when the starting quarterback goes down yeah Ted Thompson has Aaron Rodgers which 
really is a little bit lucky that he even got him, you know, such so late in the first round years ago. Uh, but the rest of the roster is below average, where you know the Vikings starting quarterback goes down, Sam Bradford, and they are uh, you know are still winning football games. And and to me, that's just because the Vikings have a much better roster. So I thought Brett Hundley played fine last night. He didn't play great. He didn't play terrible. Uh, but uh, more, more, I think it was more showcase the fact that the Vikings, or that the Vikings, the uh, the Packers aren't that good of a football team. Yeah, and the Vikings now have a full two-game lead in the division, and I thought that was going to be a game where, where Hunley was going to emerge and sort of show why the team was so confident in him. But and I picked him in our Friday picks, and I was absolutely wrong. And, and now you look at the schedule, and the Packers are four and four. You know, there was whispers about Aaron Rodgers maybe coming back from this thing in Week 15. Don't know if that's going to happen, but that gives Hundley five games. And the only way Rodgers is going to come back is if they're in it. At minimum, they have to be six and seven, a chance to go nine and seven when Rodgers comes back. And even that's a stretch. I just don't know if if the Packers are going to win two or three games out of the next five. That they seem like a very not only offensively, but let's talk about defensively. They did not force a punt last night against the Lions. That that's There's greater problems there, and McCarthy said it after the game, there's greater problems than Brett Hundley. Yeah, and that's I think that's uh, you know, again goes to the fact that, that that team isn't great. It's just amazing how much better Aaron Rodgers makes that whole football team. And you know, Brett Hundley has nothing to do with defense, uh, yet uh, you know, that was probably the weakness of the Green Bay Packers last night was their defense. So, you know, their offense wasn't great, but it, uh, but at some point during the game, I think it was maybe you know mid-second quarter, I tweeted, you know, take the training wheels off, Brett Hundley. I, I really feel like, you know, that the guy can throw the ball. It's obvious he can read defenses. Uh, it's obvious he can sort of bounce around and, and buy a little time and, and try to make things happen when, you know, the, the first and second, third reads aren't there. Uh, but everything was, I mean, shoot, I, he threw about six passes behind the line of scrimmage that weren't screens, uh, you know, in the first first uh, part of that football game, mm-hmm. where guys would get tackled for three yards lo- three yard losses on completions that weren't screens. Uh, I I I think Hundley's good enough to have an aggressive game plan, and I still feel like the Green Bay Packers aren't good enough to just sort of have that game manager at quarterback. I think that you know Mike McCarthy has to be more aggressive with Brett Hundley if they want to have any chance of getting back in this division race. Yep, looks really good for the Vikings now, although they've got to be careful because if Detroit beats them on Thanksgiving, then Detroit wins the tiebreaker, and that kind of eliminates that gap pretty quickly. So uh, the Vikings can't be too comfortable, and I think Detroit is still the greatest threat now. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, 
Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and uh, respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. Let's go through our picks that we made on Friday. We both went three and one. Now, remember, you had a 70-point lead in our confidence meter contest. In the Dallas-Kansas City game, this was a point in my side of the ledger. I took the Cowboys, you took the Chiefs, and and this was really a week, I thought, Sage, of NFC teams stepping up and saying, we are for real. Whether it was the Rams killing the Giants, the Eagles over the Broncos, uh, the, the Saints. The, the, no, the Saints over the Bucks. great point. And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys over the Chiefs. The Cowboys game was really, really good. You had that wild touchdown at the end of the first half, but then Dallas comes back in the second half and really shuts down Kansas City. Dallas now starting to look a little bit like they did last season. Yeah, this Dallas team, I think a lot of people you know, didn't have them high on the radar just because they start off a little bit slow. You know, this year, and it seems like most of the talk has been surrounded uh, it has been around, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's suspension, non-suspension, suspension, non-suspension, you know, back and forth with all the court stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, they are a good and, and improving football team. So, you know, they start off a little bit slow. I believe they were two and three uh, at one point. But, you know, that, that's the thing about the NFL. It's so early in the season. And just because you have an under 500 record after, you know, five or six or seven games doesn't mean that your season is lost. So I believe they will be right in the hunt at the end. It looks like Philadelphia uh, is just the most dominant team in the NFL. Carson Wentz is looking like an MVP candidate. So, yeah, Philly, the Rams, the Saints, uh, you know, the Vikings are right in there, and obviously the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, the thing about the Cowboys is they have a dominant uh, offensive line in, in Ezekiel Elliott. They've got really good skill position players uh, at all the offensive spots. And their defense, which was the weakness early in the season, is really starting to come along strong. Uh, their, their front seven, in particular their front four defensively, is starting to be, become very, very good. They're getting healthy. Uh, there, there's some young guys in there getting more experience. And uh, so this Dallas team is, is going to be definitely uh, right there, right, right at the end of the season, I believe. The Jaguars won handily over the Bengals. Their defense stayed strong. We both got that game correct. We both got the Panthers, home underdogs against the Falcons, and they won that game in come-from-behind fashion. That was a gutsy win for the Panthers, and that sends the uh, the Falcons' record down to 4-4. Four and four. So suddenly it's Panthers and Saints in that NFC South on the Saints. I mean, we got to give them some credit. They looked like a 4-12 and 12 football team that night against the Vikings. Suddenly it's great that the Vikings got that win because they own the tiebreaker now over the, the Saints head-to-head. But the Saints have won six in a row, and their young defense is playing together, and their running game is suddenly looking fantastic without Adrian Peterson. And Drew Brees at quarterback, with Drew Brees as your quarterback, you can make a run in the playoffs. This team uh, should definitely be taken seriously. Yeah, and in particular, if they win at home, if they win that division and win at home and play uh, in a wild card game, you know, nobody wants to go to New Orleans and, and play in the Superdome. So, yeah, as you said, their defense is playing much better. Uh, they've got a a safety, uh, Vaccaro, I think I believe his name is, who's who's very good. He's got mm-hmm. leads the league in interceptions, and, and, and I believe their team in tackles as well. Uh, AJ Klein, my Iowa State guy, is a new addition to the, to their defense. He's a linebacker. Uh, he's playing very well. Cam Jordan, 
defensive end uh, is, is a premier sort of pass rusher. So their defense is playing much better. What's interesting is that they're actually running the ball extremely well with their two running backs, not named Adrian Peterson. Uh, they're, they're really running the ball well, uh, and AP is obviously gone. So yeah, that, that team is very good. That NFC South is going to be really wild you know, as we go you know, deep into you know, late November, December, uh, and then as we get closer to the playoffs. The one team that doesn't look like it's going to be there and seems to be a complete mess is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep, they were throwing cheap shots against the Saints on Sunday. Mike Evans is probably going to be suspended for one or two games. And and uh, Jameis Winston uh, continues to have shoulder issues, and, and it doesn't look great for the uh, the Buccaneers. So just to recap, we both went 3-1. and one. I got Dallas. You got the Lions against the Packers. So we both went 3-1, and one, and uh, you are ahead by 100 points in our confidence meter contest. It does seem like the NFC North is a you know, sort of a two-team race with the uh... – with the Vikings and the Lions at this point, even though the Packers, you know, if you look at the standings, are right there, you know, you know, two game, what, two games behind, uh, you know, the Vikings. It just seems like the Packers are four games behind the Vikings at this point. I believe this is a two-team race, the Lions and the Vikings. All right, Sage. Uh, fun to recap Sunday's games. We will officially turn the page tomorrow to Vikings and Redskins who play on Sunday. We might have the official Teddy Bridgewater activation news, and we will report on that tomorrow morning on Lockdown Vikings. Sounds good. He's Sage. I'm Sam. Thanks for listening to the show. You can win a Pro Football Focus subscription by subscribing on iTunes, leaving a rating, leaving a review, leaving your Twitter handle to be in the running. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA Network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer, to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into Locked On Wolves daily, Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.